From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Agabal talks to us about his personal story with the ups and downs of coaching and the effect on mental health. Why you should always find an outlet to vent, open up and share your struggles and the importance of valuing your time and setting boundaries. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. If you're a strength coach or trainer and tired of using Excel, then you need to check out Team Builder. You already know who they are. Team Builder is the online strength conditioning software for strength coaches and personal trainers. No matter what your setting is or how many athletes you're training, you can log into Team Builder and write programs, build questionnaires, and access athlete and client performance data. Go completely paperless and program through Team Builder's TV mode, their weight review function, or the mobile app that comes free with every subscription. Start your 14-day trial for free today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, to become part of the hashtag Team Builder Nation alongside with six NCAA national champions, three NCAA runner-ups, Super Bowl champions, and many other championship teams. With affordable subscriptions for personal trainers to personal organizations and professional organizations, everything in between, Team Builder is a company that puts the customer first. If you're still not convinced, schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert on teambuilder.com and see what they can offer you. Hewitt and the staff at Team Builder are standout individuals and their product is phenomenal. Check them out. Perch delivers velocity-based training, no strings attached. Perch was engineered at MIT and uses compact 3D cameras to monitor and manage weight room performance without being a distraction. Perch is a VBT built for the 21st century. Attach Perch to any weight rack in minutes. While you lift, Perch uses cameras to passively collect velocity and power data, output in real time, and store it in post-workout analysis. Perch is a revolutionary and innovative sports technology device that enhances workouts, reduces injuries, and saves time. Perch works with every level organization from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the military, D1 through high school, the private sector, and the home gym. Perch is portable, easy to install, and intuitive to use, making it ideal for every facility and every training goal. No more pre-workout setup, no more wearables, no more broken strings. Set Perch up once, optimize every rep, every set, and every training session. Train with increased precision and measure and manage your progress every step of the way. For exclusive deals and offers, head to perch.fit slash chalk. Again, that's perch.fit slash chalk to check out deals, exclusive offers, and see how Perch can help take your program to the next level. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 understand the importance of mental health. Coaches and athletes struggle every day, and we are here to help end the stigma surrounding mental health. 
Listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussion of suicide. Please keep this in mind when deciding if, how, and when you'll listen. For resources on this topic, please visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org or dial 1-800-273-8255. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today, we are joined by our first repeat guest on the 2.0 version of the podcast, Coach Jay Agbao. He is the Associate Athletic Director for Sport Performance at Santa Clara University. Prior to that, he was a Senior Manager of Football Performance at the Sports Academy. He's also had stops with the Toronto Argonauts, the St. Louis slash LA Rams, Washington State University, Illinois State, and... He is a Navy veteran. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Uh, humbled to be the first repeat. Uh, yeah, so that's a lot of pressure now. <laughs> no, no pressure. But I knew I had to get you on because the last time I talked to you, you were at the the Sports Academy, and then um, you know shortly after that aired, you actually took on the new role at as a, an associate AD for sports performance at Santa Clara. So you could, could you tell us a little bit about your role at Santa Clara and what you got going on there? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my role is, uh, to oversee the sports performance department, um, you know, similar to a director of sports performance at a power five or any, any other university, um, and just trying to grow and develop our program here. Uh, prior to my arrival, there were three full-time coaches on staff. And so, to take care of 400 plus uh, student athletes, you know, that's a challenge. We all know that, uh, you know, there's other institutions that are, uh, you know, in more dire situations and have less support. And so I, I understand that that's, that's a difficult challenge, but we've been blessed with the opportunity to uh, grow things here and have the support of our athletic administration. So over the past year, just kind of been putting some things together, you know, planning, creating positions. And and now we are getting close to uh, being complete with our staff. Yeah. And that's awesome. And I think, that is uh, a really good thing that you're able to get there and kind of create that program that you've always wanted. What was the biggest challenge considering previously you're at, you know, the, in the private sector, working with high, high level professional athletes, then you're the Toronto Argonauts, professional athletes. You guys won the gray cup, like it's all high level in the NFL. It's been a few years since you were back in the collegiate realm. What would you say is the biggest challenge going back to the collegiate realm? I think the biggest challenge for me was understanding the rules, the regulations, the limitations on hours, uh, understanding the seasons with multiple teams, uh, their availability, the travel schedule, things that, you know, obviously when you're working in the private sector or in a professional setting where uh, with football, which I was working with, you have one game a week. And so uh, being able to balance that as well as the class loads, right? Um, understanding that student athletes don't always get to come in at their given assigned team times just because labs, classes, a host of other different challenges. And so for me, I think that was the most difficult part. Uh, and then coupled with COVID, that obviously for everybody else that presents quite a challenge. Uh, we are in Santa Clara County. And so when I first started here, we couldn't even train indoors. We had to do everything outdoors, and, you know, rainy season time of year, trying to figure that out and helping balance everything out for the student athlete to provide them with the best available student athlete experience, given the circumstances. 
Definitely. And yeah, that definitely provides some unique challenges. Now, but all that aside, what was your main goal when you landed at, at Santa Clara and were like, all right, this is, you know, you have an opportunity to create something special there. And what, what are you going for? I think uh, my main goal is the same thing. It always has been for me personally is to make a difference. You know, we can sit here and debate how we want to measure that or how I want to measure that. And for me, I just want to feel that I'm making an impact. That's kind of uh, one of the things I've taken pride in, you know, building relationships with the student athletes, giving them the best opportunity to succeed in their sport. And, you know, that doesn't always mean making gains in the weight room. I mean, you know, for us, it's just uh, giving them the opportunity to compete in their championship season is what our AD says a lot. And so it's just, you know, making sure we're staying on to simple things, staying on top of our COVID protocol. So we're not having a big shutdown, um, dealing with mental health, you know, when we're having some challenges on campus, whatever that may be. Like my goal is to try to make an impact and find a way to do that. And I can't sit here and say, hey, it's, you know, it's just this defined, clearly defined, measurable. It's a variety of different things that that may be just, you know, spending time with student athletes and convincing them to get back to practice. That may be actually spending time with a student athlete, helping them with rehab, or, um, you know, maybe they are successful spending a little time with them, keeping that ego in check. So I think like any other coach out there, things have to be fluid. And so, I just define it as making an impact. Awesome. Now, and, and you brought it up mental health, both for athlete and the coach. And it's a, it's a big part of what we do. And I know strength coaches, we have this aura or this, you know, presence about us. Like we're, we're fine, but I know during COVID, especially during the first part of COVID when everybody was locked down, a lot of coaches had, their whole identity or who they were tied into coaching and it was taken away from us. And, you know, some coaches handle it in different ways, but I think overall, I think it provided us an opportunity to, to look at this and be like, look, coaches need help too. And people, mental health should be worked on the same as physical health. Like it's something you should always focus on. And we even got a, a sponsor, better help where we can get because uh, I've had a few coaches actually reach out and you're like, look, I'm, I'm not a, I'm, that's not my scope, but here's, you know, some way, some people you can talk to and, and go about that. But could you tell us, talk to us a little bit about the mental health health with, with the coach and just the kind of impact it's had on your career? I think, well, um, for me, mental health is something, I guess, very near and dear to my heart that, I might have mentioned it. I, I don't actually recall mentioning it during our first conversation. But in 2018, while I was coaching in Canada, uh, got into a deep state of depression and got to the point where I was I was ready to end it all. And, um, you know, just struggled with that quite a bit and got to, you know, as far as I can recall, got within one exit of committing suicide you know, driving through the mountains. My goal was to drive off of a cliff guardrail, you know, typical, um, whatever, no, no, no situation. Um, driving in the middle of the night, I just wanted people to be just left with, Hey, it was an accident and I was ready to go. And, um, the thing that stopped me that night was a phone call from someone who at the time was merely an acquaintance. Uh, 
no idea why he called. You know, that'd be an interesting uh, question. I'd, I've never really asked about that. But uh, Dr. Ernie Reimer uh, called me and I don't remember the specifics of the conversation. Uh, I just remember that he sensed something in my voice, asked me to pull over and kept me on the phone until he was able to get me on the phone with a mental health professional who was a friend of his. Um, ended up talking to this guy middle of the night somewhere in, I don't know, in the mountains, heading back to Toronto um, from Washington, D.C. And um, I, he, he got me to, you know, change my mind for the moment. And um, when I got back to Toronto, he set me up with someone to, to talk to, uh, you know, sat down with my coach at the time, uh, Mark Tressman, he was our head coach and explained to him what was going on. And, you know, he was very supportive, uh, would let me leave practice early to go to these appointments to, to speak with this um, professional. And so for me, having dealt with that struggle, um, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I, I believe I've rebounded from that, but still have challenges along the way. And so I think I value that aspect of it and the vulnerability. And, you know, for here, here at Santa Clara University, we have a individual, a mental health professional, Dr. Tyler Webster, that helps us with our student athletes as available to the coaches to, to help them. And um, COVID, yeah, you know, like you said, COVID, uh, brought out a lot of issues that may have just been lurking in the background. And, and I think it's a huge deal. And even this year, um, coming back to college, I'll admit that, I mean, I, I've struggled with stuff and it was, it was, I wouldn't say it's necessarily COVID. Um, for me, it's more of kind of the question you asked earlier, like what's your big goal when coming back to college. And for me, it was measuring, uh, making an impact. Right. And, uh, that's such a broad term and it's so hard to define. And so for a long time, I was struggling going, you know, going to sleep at night, wondering if I've made the kind of impact that I set out to make, um, you know, if these student athletes are really benefiting from the program I'm putting together, the staff I'm trying to put together. And so I didn't go to our mental health professional uh, per se, I'll admit that, but I did get a list of names from her and other people that I could talk to. And, um, kind of just get some advice and guidance and, and help with that issue. And I think for me, I, I have no shame in admitting that at this point, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I pro probably would have frowned upon it. I probably quite frankly would have looked at other coaches and called them soft. I'll, I'll say that. I mean, that's, that's who I was at the time. And I think that was the stigma associated with mental health. And while there's still, you know, obviously not everybody's comfortable dealing with their mental health issues. I do believe that it's kind of opening up a little bit more. The fact that you're you know, having this discussion on your podcast is, you know, I think a step in the right direction. And I think for me, coaches need to understand that it's okay to be vulnerable, and ask for help. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, 
or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. I think, and thank you for sharing that time of your life, because like you said, 10 years ago, or even, you know, five or six years ago, you know, it was, I don't know, frowned upon, but it was definitely like, look, we don't, we won't bring it up and strength coaches and and coaches in general have to put on the aura of like, we got it all put together. Like we, we lead and we need, uh, and we don't need the help. And, I guess what's one thing if you could, if you're anybody that's listening, who's not just like on the fence, they know they might need to talk somebody or they know they might need the help. What's one thing you would tell those coaches listening right now um, is the best next best step that you would recommend for, you know, if they need help. I think for me, the, the best piece of advice I can give is that, one, it, it may be difficult to th- comprehend, but you are valued, right? Uh, there are people out there that value you, whether it's a student athlete, your family members. You may not see it because your, clout, your judgment is clouded. Um, but I would definitely call and ask for help. If you're not comfortable reaching out to a peer, a friend, um, you know, reach out to someone you don't know. And by that, I mean, a suicide hotline, um, you know, and you know, like, you know, for me in my situation, you know, someone reached out to me and, it, you know, we weren't even friends at the time. We were just acquaintances. And I believe, you know, if I recall correctly, Brandon Lilly and his, um, you know, he's, he's talked about his battles with uh, depression and, um, going into that dark space. And I believe the person that helped him come to grips with that situation was someone that wasn't particularly close. Like sometimes it's difficult to open up to your friends. Like my wife didn't know, know, my closest friends didn't know because I was hiding everything from them. And so for those coaches that are struggling, you know, they don't feel like they can turn to a spouse, a friend, a coworker, whatever it is, reach out, you know, there's hotlines, you know, I don't have the number off the top of my head, but There are self-help hotlines, places you could call just to kind of vent a little bit because we need that, right? Like we talk, coaches talk all the time about, you know, issues they have with the programming, their issues with admin, they're always venting, but they never vent about their own issues. If we need to find the, you know, just find that willingness within you to go vent and open up and share. 
Definitely. I think that's some great advice. And we will include all of our contact information that we have for better to help, which is an online therapy and online uh, somewhere you can call. And then we'll also include uh, all the hotlines numbers on this, on this episode. And I think it's, it's good. And then thank you for being able to just talk about your experience about this specifically, because like I said, it's something that needs to be addressed. And sometimes you just, like you said, you just need somebody to talk to. I have no problem saying I got talked to, you know, professionals, outside of this and just helps keep that clarity. And, you know, it's a, maybe an objective view. So you can, like you said, even your close friends sometimes don't even know just because you don't want to tell them, but I think that is a very good thing. Now, having had your experience with all this, how has it changed how you coach or how you, I guess, mentor younger coaches or, you you know, you got a new staff here. Um, does it, has it changed any way you go about your business professionally? Yeah, it's definitely made me more empathetic to the struggles that we are all facing or coaches are facing student athletes, you know, Santa Clara university, I believe I'm trying to think we had three suicides, um, in the course of this this fall quarter, and they impacted student athletes tremendously. Uh, these people in their dorms, in their classes, uh, close friends of student athletes, and you know, for for our athletes to come in and 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 you know, be struggling. Like there was a particular um, incident where I had a student athlete come in, and you know, she was training and going through everything, but she was just very angry and. Um, upset. And, and I, I did not know what happened. I, I didn't know her feelings at the time were associated with a student's uh, suicide the night before. And so, you know, just kind of noticing those little things and just going up to her and asking if she needed to talk. And um, when she opened up about why she was feeling that way or acting that way, um, you know, obviously we have someone on campus that can help, but sharing that I've been in her shoes or can empathize, not necessarily in her shoes, but I can empathize with what she's going through, having had my own friends suicide as well and shared my struggles with her. And I think that really um, that vulnerability and that be, that ability to empathize, um, you know, really made a difference. And I think for me, that's that's the biggest thing is with these student athletes, I don't hide the fact that I've struggled with that. I know they're struggling with that. They, this generation of student athletes is you know, facing unprecedented challenges, you know, whether it's inability to bond with your teammates because you're all in a bubble or whatever it may be. So um, it's I, I would say it's made me a, a better coach overall. And I'd, I'd like to think that it's made me a better administrator and leader as well, um, really focusing on work-life balance and making sure that my staff has time off. We're not here for 12 hours a day. My, sometimes we're not even here for eight hours. Like we can get our work done. We coach, we do stuff. We, you know, take care of our business, go home and enjoy downtime. So that's, that's for me, that's the biggest thing is being able to understand that we can't just drive coaches or athletes into the ground. And I think that's, what's made me a better coach in my opinion. Uh, absolutely. And then I'm glad you brought that up and there's no better way to, you know, figure out that work-life balance than to actually, you know, put that through the test and be 
I mean, for no better term, you're a shot caller. You're like in the, in the head chair and be like, Hey, look, come in here, handle your business. But you know, if you don't, don't guard your desk, if you don't have to be here 12 hours then don't do it, but handle your business and, and be a, a, be a good coach. Uh, now, how has that changed how you see the up and coming coach? Cause I know anything, if anything, for sure, the times where I felt the most anxiety or that most stress was when I was a, a younger coach and I was, you know, maybe you haven't had your first full-time job yet, or you're going to like a GA and then an internship, you know, when it's, you know, it, it's the grind of what we do, but also like there's that mental health aspect of it where you're like, you haven't made it yet, but what's kind of, what kind of advice would you give to that, that coach who's working their way up and maybe they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel quite yet because, you know, maybe they just don't have the experience. So they're just working for and getting that shot. What's some advice you give to the coach? I'd say value your time. That's the biggest thing is don't, you know, a lot of times uh, young coaches that I've I've spoken to they're you know, they're chasing um, opportunities, you know, you've heard it chasing locals, whatever it may be. They're working for the sake of working so that they can, you know, build connections. And I understand that aspect of it, but also, um, you know, encouraging young coaches to value their time. Um, Don't just show up to be, you know, historically that, that intern that cleans and that's all you do, or, you know, you're not really learning or getting the opportunity to coach and build your resume or your experience. And so I think young coaches, especially with so many opportunities with the military and other things going on now, um, be selective, be, be selfish with your time, um, choose your opportunities wisely. Um, I think there are a lot more opportunities out there that I'm aware of. Obviously, social media and other things help um, bring exposure to opportunities that you can find and, and really make sure you're going towards opportunities where you're going to be valued and they can help you grow. They're not just using you as a body. So just definitely value your time. Yes, definitely. And you heard it here, people value your time and, and be selfish with your time. It's okay to take care of yourself. Even when you're working your way up the iron game, chalk talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by play. Listen in on a conversation with plays, global director of performance and education coach, Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra- uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind, too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. 
Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.